Welcome to the Million Dollar Body Podcast with your host, Nate Palmer. Boom. Welcome back to another Million Dollar Body Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Nate. Today we're talking about metabolism. Specifically, how do you crush your metabolism? How do you get rid of a good healthy metabolism and replace it with one that's like a really sad Roomba that kind of goes around your house at like half speed, like kind of picking up, but not really. So I feel like a lot of us feel that way when we were just like, man, my, like I used to be in college, in high school, in whatever, whatever year, I used to be able to eat whatever I wanted to. And it was awesome. And it was pizza and Red Bull all the time. And I just couldn't get enough. And then all of a sudden I hit 30, I hit 40, I hit, I hit a number. And then my metabolism just shit the bed. Some people don't say that. Some people say other nice things, but that's kind of what I assume they're thinking. So when I hit 30, my metabolism shit the bed. What happened to me? Nate, please help. I get this. I get this a lot. It's, it doesn't sound this way, but kind of in my head. So let's talk today about the five most common ways to crush your metabolism, to decrease it, and, um, and how we can actually go about reversing that, or what do we need to do instead? Okay. So first of all, let's talk about metabolism. What is that? Well, when I say metabolism, what I'm talking about is the amount of calories that you're going to be burning on a daily basis with your activities. So with your like daily life, with your act, like the activity that you're getting on a normal, regular day, how many calories is that? And how can we make sure that we can increase that number to give you a little bit of like a nutritional airbag, some insurance policy. So when you do go out for happy hour, it's not like, man, I got to now two weeks of working these, these nachos off my hips. So so like if we think about like the, the one step below metabolism, it's called your BMR or basal metabolic rate. Now that's the number of calories that I would burn laying on the bed, watching sports center and not doing anything for 24 hours. That's how many calories it takes to keep my body alive. Okay. So this really is dependent on height, weight, and then body fat percentage and like kind of by proxy, the amount of muscle you have. So someone who's got more who's carrying more weight so even if someone's like 175 pounds just ripped just shredded versus someone who's 300 pounds but carrying a ton of fat with them the person who's 300 pounds is always going to have the higher bmr now a lot of times what we don't realize though is that 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 metabolism that next level of what are you doing during the day is really impactful here so the guy who's 175 pounds well he's up at five in the morning running around biking all over town he's walking to work he's he's like fiddling around on, the, on his desk job. He's doing all sorts of things. Or as the other person is not really. So at the end of the day, they're gonna have the same metabolism or daily caloric needs. Okay, so that's kind of, that's the definition when we're talking about metabolism. How many calories do you need to operate your daily life? So the first way to really start negatively impacting your metabolism, and we all do this, especially as we get older, olders, especially as we get older, and definitely when we have kids, this, this is something that I experienced was, our sleep decreases, our sleep quality decreases, the length of time we're sleeping. And then most guys I know will say this. Yeah, I just get a little less sleep. Not a big deal. You know, we're tough. We, we sack up and get it done. It doesn't matter. We have five hours of sleep, three hours of sleep. Who cares? We're, we're men. We're tough, right? But what we don't realize is that when you stop getting enough high quality sleep, you're burning less calories throughout the day just because you didn't get enough sleep for no other reason. So if you go from getting like eight hours a night to getting six hours a night, your body is less efficient at burning calories for fuel, which that's a bummer, right? If you ever felt like, like, give me a thumbs up though, if you've ever felt like, 
I've never, I never really um, got, like I stopped getting good sleep and then I never started getting it again. If you've ever been there, let me know. So the other thing about sleep that can be really negative is, is as we get less sleep, it increases our cortisol. And now cortisol is an important hormone, but a lot of people refer to it as the stress hormone because um, it's the more stress we have in our life, the more that, that, uh, that hormone will increase. However, stress can be a good thing too. Like when you get up out of bed in the morning, you want your stress to increase a little bit, which is why your cortisol spikes in the morning. And it's going to give you the ability to start your day off, get some energy, get out of bed, start chasing a tiger, being chased by a tiger, whatever it is. You want, you want that and you need that cortisol in your life, but you don't need it to stick around long-term because the more cortisol you have, the more belly fat you're going to continue to gain. It just makes it easier to gain that fat. The other thing about lack of sleep is that it increases your insulin resistance. So it makes you less sensitive to the hormone insulin, which will eventually lead to gaining more visceral fat, especially around the midsection. If you're, if you're a guy, you know what I'm talking about here because it seems like not only did my metabolism slow down, but I'm also gaining it in a, in a place that I really don't appreciate. So what, what happens is we stop sleeping so well, our metabolism slows down, and we, um, our cortisol increases and we become more insulin resistant, okay? And if you don't know if you're insulin resistant or not, just go ahead and take the GE score quiz, your glycogen efficiency score quiz. You can go to n8trainingsystems.com quiz to take that, it's just, it's real quick. All you need is a tape measure to measure your waistline and you have to know how tall you are. That's kind of important, but I, I believe in you. I think you've got that. So sleep's a big one. If you're not sleeping, you're just gonna have a hard time dropping the fat and having a great body, having great energy. Um, a lot of times I find that once clients address the sleep issue in their life, their weight will fall off easily because they just start, yeah, everything just starts clicking together. And so even if you're not changing much about your nutrition, you're still drinking a little bit, but your sleep gets a lot better, you can, it can make all the difference in the world. So if you, if you tried everything, but you haven't tried this, this is an important aspect, getting that, that in the high quality sleep. Number four, so that was number five, the, the, the fifth best way to crush your metabolism. Number four is cutting carbs. I think a lot of us do this in terms when we're like, oh man, I just need to lose a few pounds. I just want to cut some carbs out. But if you go on a completely carb deprivation style diet, it also doesn't allow your body to be hormonally solvent and, and produce the right amount of hormones for your body, for your brain, to create testosterone, to create growth hormone. And this is especially important for us men. Now, testosterone is a, is a global hormone. Everyone has it, females included. And I'm not, when I say testosterone, I'm not talking about steroids. It's just something that our body naturally produces. So making sure that you are getting enough carbs not just not for the sake of having carbs, but to really start repairing the tissue that you break down when you're, when you're working out. So if you are working out and you're cutting carbs completely, you're probably doing your body a disservice because you're not recovering most appropriately. You're not getting your body the, the fuel it needs to recover. And therefore, again, your cortisol levels are going to spike. And then have you ever eat like gone on a carb, like a carb elimination diet or anything like that, where you eat eat a certain way for a while and then you go back and you eat the thing you weren't, you weren't having, you have that, you have that bagel, you have a beer or whatever. And then all of a sudden everything's back and you're like, how did this happen? It's because most fad diets are going to make sure that you have to stay on them long-term to keep the results. So a lot of people think, well, I'll just, I'll just do a fad diet and I'll go back to maintenance. But unfortunately it doesn't work like that. You don't just get to go fad diet, eliminate all carbs and then just go straight into maintenance and everything's a hunky dory. 
you need to maintain that exact same lifestyle. This is like this also is contributed to with cardio. If you're doing a ton of cardio to drop the weight and then you stop doing the cardio, guess what? Back up. So that's why I never encourage clients to do fat diets, excessive amounts of cardio, because those, those, the results you get from those don't last. They don't sustain. And you need to think about things rather than being like, in three months, I need to get ready because I'm going on a beach. I'm going to Maui, bro. Well, you're not going anywhere right now. But if you're trying to get to the, like, if you're trying to get to a certain weight, like, what do you want that for? Do you want it to look good one day at a pool? Or do you want to have that same look in five years, 10 years, 20 years, going into your 70s and 80s? And so that's the mentality that I always want you to bring when you're asking these questions. Should I go on a low carb diet? Should I do a ton of cardio? So that's number four, cutting too many carbs out. Again, just, just messing with your hormones, messing with your insulin, and then also you're going to gain all that weight back right off the bat, okay? Um, number three is the wrong afternoon meal. An easy way to hurt your metabolism is by eating the wrong thing in the afternoon. A lot of times we think that, I've, I've heard often like, oh, lunch like a king, or breakfast like a king, lunch like a queen, dinner like a pauper, or something along those lines, where it's promoting a heavier or larger afternoon meal. But a lot of times, if we, especially as entrepreneurs, people that are on businesses, people who need energy in the afternoon, if you're having that big meal, you're promoting a slight uh, cycle of a sleepiness. That's a word. It's got an A on the front, a sleepiness. That is not conducive to the effort you need to put in on a daily basis to get the results you want out of your life, not just in your fitness, but it also is going to start training your body to fall asleep, get tired, go into rest and digest mode, that parasympathetic nervous system state that you would have like around a campfire after you know, a long day. That's going to train your body to start treating the afternoons like the nighttime should be treated. So when you're, do, when you're having the wrong meal and you're having a heavy afternoon meal, not only are you not giving your body the energy you need to complete the tasks that you have during the afternoon, but you're also training your body to start shutting it down early. So that way when the nighttime comes along and you actually have your meal, you go out for happy hour, you eat with your family, and your body's already like, whoa, kind of like, we already, we already had our big meal. We're already kind of on the, like the, we're already on our way out to like sleep this off, rest and digest. And now you're giving us more food. So all more of that food is going to go into storage. Again, insulin resistance comes in. And find out more about that by checking your GE score, if that's something that's even a possibility for you. So if you're, if you're not getting your right sleep, if you're cutting a lot of carbs out, if you're na not nailing your, your afternoon meal and having the right types of foods to promote energy, vitality, and everything else, then you're, you're really shooting yourself in the foot with, in terms of your metabolism, okay? Now these last two are really big. Now the first three, obviously they're important and I think that you should definitely pay attention to them. These last two, everyone is gonna experience. Okay, so these are, gonna be, these are really big time. The first one, or this, I guess, number two, is a lack of NEAT in your life. And now NEAT is a really fancy, cool trainer way, just ask me, of saying non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is the pretentious way of saying, you're not moving very much. You stop moving. Okay. And this is what I experienced just last year is between as working at a gym, moving around a lot, um, having a lot of clients going like back and forth, doing a lot of work outside, going on walks. It was, it was winter. So in Arizona is an amazing time to go for walks. And as soon as 
I stopped working at a gym, so I wasn't on my feet all the time. And then I stopped going outside for, for walks since it was getting a little hotter. My, I could feel my metabolism slowing down a little bit and I could feel all the, like, the calories I needed sticking to my hips a little bit more. So it's not a bad thing, but it's something that we're all going to experience from time to time or different parts of our life. We just have to be aware of it. So if you know that you're, you're an active person, you're up on your feet, you're following the kids around, you're, you're a, like serving at a restaurant, you're, like, you're doing a, a job that it might, might even have to be construction, but as long as it's on your feet, moving a lot, walking, you're hitting 10,000 plus steps on a, like a, a Fitbit every single day, your NEAT, your non-exercise -ac non activity levels is going to be high. And that gives you a ton of freedom in terms of your, in terms of the amount, like the food you can eat because your metabolism during the day is gonna be higher. So let's take a 200 pound person, we give them an active job, let's say like a bartender. They're, they're on their feet all the time. You know, they're, they're talking to people, they're moving around, they don't get to sit down, there's no rest. And you take another 200 pound person and we put them in an office job. The bartender is gonna have the higher metabolism 100% of the time, given all of the things being equal, 100% of the time. So a lot of times when people tell me, hey, Nate, my metabolism really bit the dust at blank age at 30, 35, 40, just wait, you'll see, just wait. It's not because your metabolism took a big crap, but it's because you stopped moving and, give, and giving your metabolism a lot of fuel. You stopped moving and you stopped requiring that your metabolism be super active in order to meet the demands that you're putting on it. You stop moving, you stop going for walks, you stop moving around, you stop doing an active lifestyle and you, your metabolic, your metabolic demands decreased. And that's just how, how it works sometimes. And often we don't have control over that. We don't have the ability to be like, oh man, well, I'll just get up and walk around my office all day today. And like that's sometimes not a reality for a lot of us. So we just have to pay attention to when that does happen and adjust our calories down slightly to compensate for it. An easy way to do this, by the way, is um, a, a weekly fast. If you find that like you are in a position where your, your body is just kind of holding more fat, your activity levels decreased, a lot of times it's gonna happen to people in the winter. Um, an, an easy way to counteract that is by adding in a 24 hour fast. So going from like a Thursday night to a Friday night. So you eat, you eat both nights, but you don't necessarily um, eat during the day on Friday. So you cut it off at 7 p.m. on Thursday, you eat again 7 p.m. on Friday, so you get a 24 hour period of no, of no eating. This can help balance out the like the nutrition aspect without it being this big ordeal or having to cut carbs or track your food. So it's an easy way, especially if you're a guy, this can be, this can be really, really powerful here. Okay. So that was the second most prevalent way that you can crush your met met metabolism. All right. The number one, the winner, the best, the number one best way to destroy your metabolism is through Dieting, consistent dieting will do this to you every single time. And here's why. When you diet, let's say, let's go back to our 200 pound guy, okay? Let's say he's got a metabolic demand of, we'll make it real easy, 2,500 calories, okay? Now, most places will tell you, you need to either cut your calories by 500 to 1,000 per day. A lot of people just choose the blanket, 1,500 calories for men, 1,200 for women. Where that number came from, I don't know. I don't think they know. But they'll ask you to cut your calories by about that much. So um, if you cut, as a, as a guy, you cut your calories by, by 1,000. So now you're eating 1,500 calories. You're tracking everything. You're logging it. 
You're diligent, right? You're doing great. But what happens is your body doesn't realize that you're tracking calories to lose weight. It's like, well, hold on. Like, whoa, like, is there not enough food around? Do we need, <clears throat> maybe we should, maybe we should stop doing some of the activities that are giving us the non-exercise activity thermogenesis that meet. Um, so what'll happen is you'll, your body's real sneaky. It'll keep you from walking super far to the store. You, you'll park closer. You'll just, do, you'll just do that because that's what your body asks you to do. If you're a toe tapper, you'll stop tapping your toe. If you're like, if you're kind of a fidgeter, your body will mute those processes because it doesn't want any unnecessary expenditure of calories on something as menial as toe tapping or fidgeting. It wants to save you. It loves you. Your body loves you. No, your body freaking loves you. It thinks you're the best. So it wants you to stay, it wants you to stay alive. So, what, so it starts compressing some of those non-exercise things that you don't even know you do on a daily basis. So now you've cut your calories down. Your body's muted some of those processes. So, he, so this random 200-pound guy, so his, his metabolic rate has gone from 200, like 2,500 to 2,200 without him even realizing it. So now he's only eating 800 calories, 700 calories, Less than, his, less than his maintenance. So then on top of that, what happens is your body goes, all right, well, we're just gonna use the food that you're eating to fuel most of our stuff. We'll hold the fat stuff in reserves, right? So we're just gonna hold on to our fat stores because <clears throat> we don't know what's coming. We wanna keep you alive. We love you, bro. And so everything you eat, that's what we're gonna prioritize and burn first, okay? So it won't burn fat from stores. It'll only burn the food that you're, that you're bringing in. So now what's going to happen is you're going to stop really getting some good results. Eventually you're kind of plateau. Your body won't really start changing, which gets frustrating. And then what do most of us do when stuff gets frustrating? We add in. So we're going to add in more cardio. We're going to decrease our calories even further. Right. And then that whole process repeats, mutes our function, pulls from pulls, like holds our store food, pulls from the food we're eating. And then doing this over and over again, you can see how someone who's dieted, five times, 10 times, 20 times. He's been on diets up and down, lost and gained the same 15 pounds over and over again. Does this sound familiar at all? That person is going to have a significantly reduced metabolic rate compared to someone who's never dieted before in their life. That's why you look at someone and you're like, man, this asshole gets to eat pizza and he's skinny. Like, yeah, because he's never been on a diet one time. So those are the five easiest ways to crush metabolism. Lack of sleep, cutting your carbs, the wrong afternoon meal, decreasing your non-exercise activity, and then chronic dieting. Those are the five horsemen of your metabolism sucks now. I, I just made that up. That's, that's, a, that's just me. So if that's ever, if you've ever experienced that, if you ever feel like, man, that's like my metabolism sucks. I hate it. It's the worst. I need to get, I need to get around this. I need to do better. Then what you need to do is start rebuilding your metabolism as well as stop dieting, okay? If you, all you did was stop dieting and started walking more, you're gonna get some better results. You're gonna feel better, you're gonna burn more calories, you're, everything's gonna just be working the correct way. But if you want long-term results that are gonna stick around five months from now, if you want long-term results that are going to be, be present in 10 years, into your 60s, into your 70s, then you need to start working on rebuilding your metabolism. And the best way to do that is by figuring out how to eat in a way that's going to enable you to get the body you want and then maintain in that same vein. 
So I don't believe that you can do that with a carnivore diet. I don't believe you can do that with a vegan diet. I don't believe you can do that with a keto diet. Show me the person who's done keto for more than two years and I'll go buy you a bunch of bacon. I don't know, probably. What do you eat on keto? Bacon, cheese? <laughs> um, so the biggest thing that you can do right now, the one thing that you can do to fix the metabolism is to start eating at your metabolic rate at the level that you need to be eating at to maintain your body weight. So let's say you've this 200 pound guy, he's lost, he's lost, you know, a couple pounds here and there. He's hovering around 200. He wants to lose weight to get down to 180. Well, what should he do if he's been dieting all his life? We need to stop dieting first and foremost. We need to bring his calories back up to that 2,500 mark. Okay. We need to get him there. And this is, these are just examples. Obviously this takes a little bit more like, getting down and dirty in someone's per, like personal business to figure out exactly what these numbers look like. We need to bring our calories up to maintenance and then we need to bring the activity level up next to it. Okay. So walking is one of the best, easiest, and most um, like joint friendly, body friendly versions of, of fitness that you can possibly have. So it's the best thing you can be doing. The second thing is we need to build more muscle. So if your workout program doesn't include some sort of resistance training, some sort of thing to build and tone muscle, then you're missing out on a massive area of improvement that can increase your metabolism for the rest of your life. So having some, having some um, resistance training in there that's going to help you build and create new muscle, it also trains your body that, hey, when we get food, it goes to muscle. We need it to, we need to bring that food in and give it to the, that muscle that we've been training. And it teaches your body to start using food in an appropriate way that we were designed to, designed to, be, to be using, essentially. So you need to have more muscle because that's going to allow you to eat more food and burn more calories. And in order to build a big fire, what you need more wood, right, to, to put on the fire. And then you need to have more oxygen. So you need to have more wood, like more muscle. You need to have more oxygen, like more food. And together, those things are going to help you create a big bonfire, which a lot of people think of as like, oh, your metabolism is like a fire. By the way, but this is part of the part of what I was going to talk about today. The the idea of stoking your metabolic fire by eating five to six meals per day is absolute horseshit. And I hope none of you guys ever fall prey to that again, because what that's doing is it's signaling your body, kind of the same way we talked about for lunch, signaling your body to increase your insulin and decrease and increase and decrease and increase and decrease and increase and decrease, which is not going to increase your metabolic furnace but it is going to wear you out, make you tired and keep your body from digesting food fully and engaging fully in other activities. So you don't, you don't let it split up. So you're always, you're, cause you're always digesting. So six meals per day as a, as like a, a, the premier fitness way, fitness uh, routine or nutrition routine is dog shit and I hate it. So, all right, just to review kind of what we talked about today, the five best ways of crushing metabolism are the not getting enough sleep, having the wrong afternoon meal, cutting carbs, not getting enough activity outside of your exercise, and then chronic dieting. The best ways to increase your metabolism kind of through and rebuild it up to give you the body that you want, not just today, but in 10 years, is walking more, doing more exercise or more activity that's not exercise. Walking is the best way to do this. And adding resistance training in, building muscle. Don't be afraid of building muscle. A lot of people tell me, oh, I don't wanna to get too big. Well, I do want to get too big. It's been a goal of mine for like 15 years. And it's, I'm, I'm not just like waking up and being like, oh no, too big today. 
just because you've been driving for 20 years, I'm pretty sure there's no like big fear of you all of a sudden being like, oh, I'm a NASCAR driver. How did this happen? It takes a concerted effort over decades of time to get too big. And most of the people that you consider too big are probably on some sort of, um, uh, what would you call it? Assistance. So make sure that resistance training is a piece of your program because it's going to pay off massive dividends, not just today, but in 10 years, in 20 years. And with that, I leave you. Thanks so much for listening to the Million Dollar Body Podcast. Make sure you're part of the Million Dollar Body Group on Facebook if you want more content like this. And if you have any other questions about your metabolism, about nutrition, or about that resistance training, please let me know because I'd be happy to help out in any way that I possibly can. You guys have an awesome week. Coach Nate out. Talk to you very soon.